the middle of our old school series and uh, Troy has given me the topic of training today. And I don't know whether that's because uh, part of my job is doing training or not, or whether that's just the way it came. But, you know, in terms of my job, I'm the first to admit that I have a great job. Uh, I'm in my sweet spot when it comes to my job and I work um, at ACOM, which is the Australian College of Ministries. And um, when you strip away all the extra things that, you know, we all do in our jobs, if you come down to the core thing, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher at our National Bible College. And uh, pretty much every week I am teaching uh, something. It's usually to do with the Bible. It's usually to do with the Old Testament. And so every single week I have the privilege and um, the joy of either teaching students about the whole of the Old Testament or maybe um, a section like the Pentateuch or the prophetic writings or maybe just a book or sometimes every second year I teach them the ancient language that the Bible is written in. These are, these are cool things for me to do. I absolutely love it. And no matter what I teach though, I'm essentially there to help our students gain new knowledge. And that's what Troy talked about in the first week. We are in week three of our series. But to recap, in our first week of our series, Troy talked to us in our old school series about knowledge. And as we talked about this um, idea of knowledge, we talked about the fact that as the church, uh, we are to be multiple things. And we are to be uh, family, we are to be army, we are to be hospital and we are to be school. And this idea of school, church as school, we talked about over the last two weeks. And as I said, Troy began with this idea of knowledge and gaining new knowledge. But just like my Bible college students, it's not all about knowledge. Knowledge is great, but we have to add something else to that knowledge. And when we gain new knowledge, that's wonderful, but to, we need to add to that transformation. And Di talked about this transformation for us last week. And, you know, for my students, they also have to add to their knowledge transformation. And they do it in a very particular way. They do it by doing some very specific units um, that particularly focus on them as a person and them as a follower of Jesus. Di talked to us last week about how we can do that. We talked about the way in which both personal transformation and spiritual transformation are such an important part of who we are and what we learn about when we gather together here in our, in our church as school. But added to that, knowledge and transformation is a third thing. And for my students at ACOM, we also train them in ministry skills, because we're training future leaders. We don't just want our students to have head knowledge. We, we absolutely want them to be great disciples of Jesus, but that's not all we want them to be. Because added to that is that we want them to be able to use their hands and feet for Jesus. We want to train them and equip them so that they can go out into churches out into parachurch organisations and actually lead people, be on mission for Jesus. 
And it sounds exactly like what we've been talking about here in our series because it is exactly what we are also to be doing in a church. In the same way that at ACOM we equip our students and train our students for practical ministry, in our churches we are to do the same thing and that's exactly what this old school series has all been about. And there's this process. There's a process that we actually read about in Ephesians chapter 4. It's a letter that Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. And this is exactly what he says in this passage. It talks about, I want you to look for this process. He says this, now these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we have all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Can you see a process in those verses there? You know me by now. You know I like a good diagram. So here's my diagram of this process. Jesus gives these people to our churches, every single church. And in this top kind of circle of this diagram, this is this thing that Jesus does. He gives these apostles, which is really just a fancy name for um, someone who is a messenger, someone who is sent to a church for the work of Jesus. Prophets who are simply mouthpieces of God, people that God speaks through. Evangelists, people who tell other people about Jesus and encourage them to follow him. Pastors who shepherd the, the people, care for the people in their churches and teachers, people who obviously teach God's word. Every single church, God gives and blesses that church, these people. But to what end? Is it just to kind of fill out a nice, robust ministry team? Is it just to fill out a few job descriptions? No, their responsibility, the text tells us, is to equip or to train God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. And that is the second part of the diagram. These people are in our churches and they're there to equip and to train us. This is where we get to be school. This is where we get to be people who are equipped and trained because as a church, we have a job to do. Because I'm not sure if you realise it or not, this is not actually a social club. It's not a social club. We're actually here for a reason. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. We are part of the wider body of Christ. And we are to do the work of Jesus here where God has planted us in northwest Sydney. Specifically, we are, and we can say it all together because we've been making you do this every single week. Try and do it with your eyes closed. To see northwest Sydney be engaged and transformed. Well done. One day we're not going to put it on the screen and we're going to expect you to know it. But can you see how that then is the final part of that diagram? That is that bottom third where we are equipped to go out into the world. 
Now, as with most things, if we want to know how to do something and it comes to the kingdom, we want to know how to do something as Christians, the first thing we need to do is look at how Jesus did it. Look at how Jesus did it or look at what Jesus said about it. And in this case, if we want to see what Jesus is encouraging or showing us in terms of what the church should look like for kingdom purposes, then we should look first at how Jesus trained his own disciples. Through our Gospels, we see it over and over again, the way in which Jesus equips and trains those that were following him. And while we are not a group of people who are wandering around Galilee in the first century, there are some similarities There is much that we can learn from their experience because they were a community of faith. They were a community of faith who were following their rabbi, their teacher, who was Jesus Christ. We are also a community of faith and we are following the same person, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. And while our communities may look different, They are still communities of faith and we are still following exactly the same person. So what do we learn? What do we learn then about being equipped and trained for the kingdom from the way in which Jesus equipped and trained his disciples? The first thing that we learn, which is really just something to be reminded of, is that everyone is called. Everyone is called, everyone is on mission and everyone needs to be equipped and trained. And I said it a little while ago, and it's probably not the last time I'm going to say it this morning, but we are not a social club. We are not a social club. And added to that, if we are going to be the four things that we are striving for as a church, then these are the things that we actually need to learn how to do, be equipped to do. You see, because too often we think that that the church is actually about us, that it's about us and it's about our own personal spiritual journey, but it is so much more than that. And And training and being equipped in that is an essential part of it. Jesus himself said as one of the final things he said to his disciples, he said this to them, God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then instruct them in the practice of all that I have commanded you. I will be with you as you do this day after day, right up until the end of the age. Now, do you see some important words here? Train everyone. Instruct them in the practice These are all doing words. This is what we are to do as a church. Now, I know that there are many people, people that I know personally, and I'm sure you do too, who are choosing to do their Christian walk alone, thinking that they actually don't need a wider faith community. But this right here, this is one of the first things we lose when we try and walk our Christian walk alone. Try to follow Jesus alone. And Di talked about this last week in terms of our transformational element to what we do. But the same goes for the training as well. 
Because when we are gathered together here, and again, I'm stealing from um, Di's um, imagery that she talked about last week, whether we are gathered in rows like we are here today, or whether we are gathered in circles like we are in our connect groups, whether like we are in, in any of our small groups, our times of prayer, any of those times when we're together in a circle, if we are not gathering in some way, in whatever shape or size, then who is going to train us and who is going to equip us? Too often we think that because we have access to so much spiritual content these days, particularly online, that that's all we need. And don't get me wrong, there is incredible teaching you know, out there, incredible teaching, and maybe it can teach you about God for a while. But you're not going to learn to live alongside one another. You're not going to learn how to serve alongside each other and be in relationship with one another when we're at home alone, staring at a screen. And that brings us to the second way in which Jesus trained and equipped his disciples from which we can learn and how we are to be equipped and trained as a church. And that is learning through practice how to love one another. Not only is here, within our church, where we learn how to love, but here's where we put it into practice. Here's how we actually have to do it. And if we take the fruit of the Spirit, for example, now if you're not familiar with the phrase, the fruit of the Spirit, it's a, it's a line from Galatians 5 where it talks about the, the evidence, if you like, of what it means to be a Christian. In the same way that the evidence of a healthy apple tree is apples, fruit on the tree, the evidence of a healthy Christian life following as a disciple of Jesus is this fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is joy, it is love, it is peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And again, so often we think this is all about me, my self-control and my patience and my kindness, but it's more than just about us. It's actually about practicing those things in a place like this. Because let's be really honest, if we can't be patient with each other in here, when we're all trying to be patient, then how are we going to be patient out there? If we can't be kind to each other in here, again, as we're all practicing being kind to one another, then how are we going to be able to be kind to one another in a world that isn't trying necessarily? If we can't be self-controlled in here, gentle in here, loving of each other in here, a place where we are all learning these things and how are we going to display those things outside? I don't need to go through each one, do I? You see, in here, it's not just school where we learn this and practice this. It is also family. And the family... The family analogy brings with it this idea of closeness and patience and forgiveness. It's an atmosphere in which we can be encouraged to learn and fail, but to learn. 
And we've always talked about, you know, we us as family in terms of relationships with each other. But it's also about an environment, an environment in which we can be equipped and trained, a safe place where we as followers of Jesus can put his words into practice, a place of grace as we learn to do that. Now, last weekend, I'm sure most of you were sitting on the edge of your seat watching a particular soccer game. I hope you've also sat on the edge of your seat a few other times, um, including last night. But last Saturday night, was Saturday night? Was very special. And we all sat there and we watched the mega penalty shootout of all time. And while we were all a nervous wreck, it's the first game Taylor ever watched of soccer, and she now (laughs) thinks that this is what it's like every time. While we all sat there, these nervous, nervous wrecks, did you notice that these girls were calm, cool, and collected? Did you notice that they weren't startled at this unexpected turn of events that they had to do a penalty shootout? Did you notice that they were not shocked at having to do this? And that's because they had practised it. They had practised it. It wasn't some unexpected thing where they were thrown in the deep end. They had practised this over and 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 over times a million probably. Their coach says this is what they do. Every training, they train specifically just for this. Now, maybe doing it in front of millions of people, that was new. But standing there, like Courtney is right there, they'd done it so many times. They had trained for that. And we too need training. We too need to make sure that these things that God is calling us to do are not unexpected or shocking because we've trained for this. Not only in who we are to be as disciples, but also in everything that God has called us to do. Our mission as a church, together collectively, but also as individuals. And here is where we train for that. Here is where we practice that. Here is where we are equipped to that, for that. Here is where we learn about that. Which is the final way that the church equips and trains us that I want to talk about this morning. You see, training is doing. And if you are part of this church, you know that doing is something we've been exploring in multiple ways this year. We've just finished a series called, you know, Don't Just Sit There. Do it. We've been talking through the year about the fact that as we read the scriptures, particularly in James, it says, don't just read this, do this. Doing is part of our training. And that's because we are all to be trained and equipped to be sent out, so to speak. And that's because... We're not a social club. We are not a social club. And Jesus and his disciples, they weren't one either. 
They were not an exclusive clique that was all about them. They existed to look outward. They existed for others. And Jesus trained them and sent them out for those purposes. And we read about this multiple times, and I don't have time to read the passages to you this morning, but if you read Matthew 10, Luke 10, Jesus is sending out, first he sends out his 12 his core group of disciples, he sends them out to, to preach, to heal, to, to cast out demons. He then sends out 72. He sends them out in pairs. He, he's equipped them. He's trained them. They're putting into practice all the things that he's been teaching them and talking to them about ever since he's been with them. We are to do the same thing. He sends them out because going out is part of the training. And when we see this, as we read the Gospels, we understand the way in which Jesus taught his disciples. Then it makes a passage like the one I'm about to put up on the screen, a passage we have read and and seem to entwine into almost every sermon it feels like. Because we've had this on the screen many times this year. But look at what, when we think about this in terms of training and equipping, look at the difference that it makes when we read this passage, the, a, a new nuance in the meaning. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Burnt out on religion. Come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. I love the way Eugene Peterson phrases this in the message paraphrase of these texts I will show you how to take real rest real rest walk with me and work with me watch how I do it learn the unforced rhythms of grace I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly this is a wonderful passage in and of itself but look at these phrases here walk with me And work with me. Watch how I do it. That's training and equipping right there. Watch what I do and do it with me. That's training. You see, if part of who we are as engaged is school, then we aren't just to learn about God. This new knowledge and understanding of God and our scriptures and, and our, who our saviour is, that's absolutely important and we need to do that. That's the knowledge piece. And yes, we are to become different people. We, be, we are to become new in Christ. We are to take off our old self and put on our new self, becoming more and more like Jesus. That's transformation. We need knowledge. We need transformation. But there's a third layer to that and that is the equipping and the training. Because God has things for us to do. And here's something really important that I want to end with this morning. Because even though I have shared with you stories, or at least I've mentioned stories, where Jesus sends out the 12 and he sends out the 72. He sends them to places where he is intending to go. It's like the advance party, if you like. I want to say this this morning that the majority of us shouldn't be sitting here waiting for some, you know, great unknown new assignment. As if, you know, we are called to be on mission for Jesus, but, you know, we haven't started yet. 
And one day when all our training is done, we will magically be ready. We'll have our super certificate of training and equipping in the kingdom. And off we go into the wide blue yonder for Jesus. That's actually not how it works. Jesus sent out his disciples way before they would have ever thought that they were trained. Yes, it is true that some of us are prompted and called specifically to pack up and go somewhere else. Absolutely. To finish what they're doing where they are and that God puts them somewhere else for a particular thing. That's why Troy is your pastor. He was doing one thing. God got him to finish that and then brought him here to pastor this church. But you know that's actually the exception, not the rule. It didn't change what I was called to do. Yes, I live in a different place now, but I still do what I was always doing. For the majority of us, we are already where we are supposed to be. God may move Troy around, but we are already doing what we are supposed to do. For most of us, the majority of us, we are already there. He already has us where he wants us to be. We are already on the field, mission field, training field, whatever that is. And whether that is our home, our family, our workplace, our neighbourhood, our sporting club, our school, kids' school, university, whatever it is, wherever we already are, we're already on the field No matter where that is and no matter what that looks like, God is already training us for that. And that's what this, that's what church is about. And it's going to look different. It's going to look different from those days like we are today when we are sitting in these rows where we do learn things and we do gain new knowledge. And we get trained, like in our last series, trained to talk to our neighbour or whether it's in circles, in our connect group, our small groups, our safe church training, our worship leader training, kids ministry, mission training, whatever that is. We are already on the field and we already have these training opportunities. And basically our penalty shootout is already underway. The question for us though is are we turning up to training? Are we ready for this? How committed are we to that training and equipping that God is doing? For us to engage, Jesus says these words, and I want to end with this. Jesus says, let me tell you why you are here. Let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavours of this earth. Here's another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colours in the world. God is not a secret to be kept and we are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, don't you think I'm going, don't, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you here on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house, be generous with your lives, be open. By opening up to others, you will prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. And that there is what we train for.
Let me pray. Lord, I just thank you for your generosity to us. I thank you that we can read these stories of the way in which you trained your disciples and the way in which you sent them out time and time again and things didn't always go well for them, but you were patient with them over and over again and you were patient with us as well. Lord, I thank you for this church. I thank you that this is a place of grace where you have us all. And you have things that you are training us and equipping us to do. And whether that is to to know a little bit about the different religions of our neighbours so that we can have a great conversation with them as we talked about in our last series, equipping and training us for those conversations. Or whether it's simply reading your word and doing what it says. Whatever that is, Lord, we we come with a posture of eagerness, of openness. Help us to put our spiritual boots on, to get suited up, ready to get on the field and do our training so we're ready and equipped and match fit for whatever you need us to do. We thank you and praise you that you partner with us in your kingdom. Help us, Lord to put these things into practice. Amen.